0: Welcome to Sheeting Conversations. I'm your host, Marjana Paravan. On today's episode, I am joined by Zara Golafshani, a Los Angeles-based award-winning Iranian-Canadian writer and director. She received her BFA degree with honors from the Motion Picture Arts Program at Laurentian University in Canada, and an MFA in directing at the American Film Institute in Los Angeles. Zara has received several consecutive nominations and wins for her incredible short films, and she is currently prepping to direct a TV movie for a Canadian television network. Hi, Zara Jones. Thank you so much for joining me today on Sheeting Conversations. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for, for having me. What's amazing about you and your career that you started is that you are someone that, you know, I don't. It's it's so interesting to me is those that who do so much and, you know, put so much work out there and they don't recognize what they're doing. And I think it's beautiful what you're doing. I mean, you went the traditional route in terms of what I mean, traditional is your schooling and background. It's when you realize what you want to do as a career, you think about where do I go? I go to school. What do I do? I do internships. This is what I do. And now, now I get into the career force. So to let my audience know, um, Zara June is a writer and a director. Um, And what I mean about the traditional route is that you went and you received your BFA degree from the university in Canada. And then that's in motion picture and arts program with honors. I have to mention that because that's already in itself an incredible, um, you know, accomplishment. And then you also went and got your MFA in directing from the American Film Institute during that entire time, you also did mentorships with acclaimed filmmakers. So that is what I mean by the traditional route. That's when you think about when you're thinking about what my next steps are after high school, you think about the internships the mentorships, the schooling, what do I have to do for this? And I, you know, not to like boost you in that way. I know you're already kind of feeling anxious with me saying all of this. I think that's incredible. And for those that are listening, you know, a lot of times people don't think you have to go those traditional paths, but I wanted to ask you, you know, in this path that you took, it's not always easy. It's not, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Was there anything specific that was difficult for you in this path that you took?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I don't think that um, there's anything without any challenges if you want to be really good at it. And I'm not saying that I'm really good at it, but I'm just saying in order to thrive, to be the person that I wish for myself to be, um, challenges along the way, I think, it's you know foreseen and um you mentioned about traditional rap but it wasn't really a traditional rap i mean on paper it, it's you know if i want to say exactly. it that's how it looks like but i guess i became a filmmaker um not by choice but by coincidence and i think that happened to me at, at a very young age i was in iran and i was in a kindergarten and um, one day there's a, this film crew shows up to my school and it happens that they actually had agreements regarding shooting a series at my kindergarten and they they held this audition. And I was picked as one of the students playing a student. And that was something that I was never wanting to sign up. I was never one of those kids who, you know, I don't know, wasn't a, being actors or movie or world or any of that wasn't one, something that I was really wanting to be a part of, but um, I was also not afraid of it, I guess. Um, you know, and, and I just took the challenge or I just um, was a part of that series. Again, not by choice, but by just pure coincidence. And um, from there, it, I, even when I went to elementary school, if there would be events like that, that there would be a film crew wanting to shoot something. Um, they would ask if there is someone who has, you know, experience being in front of camera, and they would point out to me. And I, I was again never the volunteer for that. Um, so it was just funny how it always came to me, and I never went after it. Um, I would say fast forward. My traditional way of getting into it wasn't again a traditional way because um, I was studying at. At Laurentian University and uh, I was not in the motion pictures program at the time it wasn't even a program but I was in a different program taking all the film courses because that was required for the other program and you know along the way I learned that motion pictures program is actually forming into a specialization and um, they want to give out degrees so I switched majors because I just by taking few courses in either film studies or practical courses, I learned that I actually really am fascinated about it. Um, and from there, I guess the rest of the journey, you know, went the way exactly
0: when I send it. No, I love that. Because the, my second question actually for you was, from my perspective, like I saw a few of your shorts films. And from my perspective, I feel like this was the perfect path for you. So I feel like in a way, these individuals who picked on you, they're like, this is for you. This is, you know, you need to be in the camera. They saw that exact same thing. Um, And, you know, you're, you're correct in saying that, you know, we're saying this in air quotes for those that are listening into this and not watching this. Um, The traditional, what we're saying in air quotes is, you know, it's, so interesting that sometimes certain moments really pave the way for us and where we go in our careers. And when I said that, I think from my perspective, this was such an incredible path for you, besides the fact that you have awards to show for it, um, for the short films that you've created. Um, but your short, um, veil, I fantastic. And even rejoice to just to name a few, those two were created in 2019. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually saw rejoice yesterday. Um, at my office, I teared up, I teared up. And it, there was literally no words in the short in itself, but there was so much being said in it. And I just wanted to ask you as a, you know, a, a writer, a filmmaker and director, what influences you to create pieces like this that really speak to people without really speaking in a lot of the films that you create? Right,
1: thank you for the compliments. Um, well, I, when I was—I wouldn't say when I was about ten years old—I started going to these um, painting classes, and I and I did that for many years. And every time that I would draw something or I would paint something, I would think that only if I had one more frame to tell the rest of the story of what I'm feeling for it. <clears throat> Whether that was a portrait, I wish that I could, and you know, expose you to more side of this character or the, or her story. Um, or if it was a landscape, I wish I could give you more um, time with that just view. You know, if, if, if it was a sunset, I wish to show you the sunrise. So it always felt like just one frame isn't enough to do justice for the story that I want to tell. And that didn't really come naturally. I didn't know about that. I always was wondering what if I had more frames to paint more of that same picture. Um Comics was something that I actually thought, oh, that's a very good way of, you know, telling this story with drawings, but it still didn't feel, you know, um, sufficient enough for the for the way I wanted to tell it. I think it was really years after when I started doing filmmaking that I felt like, okay, this filmmaking is really, um, well, now it's not, it's mainly digital, it's not film anymore, more majorly. Um, but it's really the the film that it is uh, becoming my canvas that I can paint with it, capture with it, and um, tell my stories through that.
0: No, I think that's incredible, and I you just kind of answered a question that I had for you is that you know with the shorts and like the films that you create. What influences you? I feel like you just answered it in that answer itself. Are these stories that you're picking up from your own influences of your own life? Like The Veil, I think, was a beautiful piece in itself. You know, um, are these stories that you've heard of or stories that you feel like should people should know more about?
1: Yeah. So um, I think when you're writing, it's impossible to not Uh, Include something that you know of, whether it's firsthand or you've been influenced by or you experienced it in some way, um, that is your perception of it. So, you know, veil isn't an autobiography, but it is something that I'm familiar with, thematics of it. And I think one of the most prominent thematics of veil is the notion of identity. And I think um, the more I delve into the, you know, motion picture world, I am more fascinated by telling stories um, that are about the themes of belonging, creating a sense of belonging, assimilation, fitting in, and the major of all is identity. And whether that I write it or whether it's someone else's story that I would like to direct, um, that I think those themes are very uh, important to me. Um, I would say, and that that really came about because All my life, uh, I've been rooted and uprooted into one country or one city, and I've moved so many times, I really lost camp. Um, and all along, I was always thinking about the saying that uh, there is no place like home. And every time I was, I was hearing that I was like, but that doesn't really make any sense to me. I wasn't homeless. Uh, I lived a comfortable life. I always had a house, but it was just that it never felt right. It never—I never could understood it because I moved so many times. What is really belonging and what is really feeling like home? So as I moved forward, I started looking at people who came before me or uh, that have already gone through that and the challenges that they had in order to be able to push through into their new lives that they're living. That became a very, um, I don't know, beautiful thing to me that, you know, creating a sense of belonging um, and creating, you know, your identity within that new place. It's, 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 you know, it's a whole discovery on its own.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, even with what you're saying, it's, it's not, a story that's new, basically, like being moving from one place or one country to another. um, It's a story as old as time, right? It's like our families have also gone through that. It's, you know, we've gone through it. There's generations after us that are going to go through it, but you're absolutely right. When people say there's no place like home, it's, what it, what does that really mean at the end of the day? It's, it's a saying that I feel like has lost its meaning at times because it's like, where is home? Um, you know, there's like our parents or like yourself, like that have come from Iran or like, you know, different parts of the world who that's, that's what they see as home. But maybe they've lived primarily the most of their lives in their current country. So maybe actually this is the home. So it's actually very interesting that you say that and building these types of stories and giving those life within the stories and showing people, you know, how to assimilate into what they're who they are and where they are is is a great way, especially what like Veil, vale, for example, was really beautifully written and beautifully told. So Congratulations with that. Um, I know that you're currently working on a few projects, and I read that you are prepping to direct a TV movie. I know with COVID, um, obviously in 2020, that impacted so many different industries. I'm sure, especially TV, movie, film, all of those, you know, industries definitely got impacted. Um, did that change the, you know, the direction of where you were going with your future of, you know, your directing and writing, or did you have to pivot? Um, make shifts or, you know, did you find a, a new form of being able to bring these stories to life with our new reality?
1: Yes, it. it I, I would say, you know, it uh, impacted me in many ways. And I would say I wasn't excluded in this whole, you know, pandemic. And a lot of people, a lot of industries got impacted, some for good, some for bad, but um movie industry, I think it will be impacted by this uh, hugely. And Um, from the conversations that I'm having, I I do hear constantly that, you know, people are now watching movies from home majorly and um, the cost of, you know, going and watching a movie and going to the theaters, you know, just the gas that you have to put into your car and, you know, to get there. And then if you want a popcorn or soda or this and that. So just to think about that cost and also at the same time, you know, wanting to watch, having the movie experience, um what is it for them what kind of movies do they want to make and what kind of movies are they going to be making them you know profit enough for them to make it for a theater a theater release and and for people to wanting to drive up so it has created this conversation really about the type of stories that it's supposed to be told and in, in the format and the genre um, so that it, it it attracts people back to the theaters once this is all over, and I guess with that, I also had to do my own reevaluation of, you know, what kind of jobs do I want to take, what kind of um, you know stories do I want to tell, and I think this whole past year I had been um, more thinking about it, and um, perhaps it has been that I shouldn't just say yes to you know every opportunity that comes my way because especially in, you know, if you want to direct a film uh, it's not just the majority of people think that creating, you know, if you, if you tell them that you're a director, they only think that, Oh, so are you shooting a film right now? And it's not really the, the production part of a whole project is the smallest part of it. It's the prep, it's the development of it. And then the post-production and you know, and the exit exhibition of it, that it really takes the majority of your time. Um, so, to, to give that commitment to a project. And if it doesn't really speaks to who you are and what you want to do, it can be, you know, such a burden to, to go with it just, just for the, you know, for the fact of just saying yes. So you really need to have some stake into that story that you want to create and spend your time.
0: I'm really happy that you, you answer that question that way. Not that I think that any answer would have been bad um, because it is your answer. The reason why this question was, you know, open to interpretation to be answered in any way it is because yes, you know, COVID did impact different industries, different people in different ways. And um, however, I think it what was really important about what we've all gone through is reevaluating, like you said, and that was the key word is reevaluating and the things that we're saying yes to. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. mental health was a big thing too. I I think for people um, realizing who they were as people, like, what have I been doing and saying yes to and committing myself to? Am I working? Am I just a machine that's working just to work, you know? And these projects I think is, you know, like you said, it's, it's really important of, you know, you're not putting your stamp at the end of the day as this is something that I created just to put it down on your resume. It's something like, this is something that's meaningful to me. This is something that I want people to understand. And I think with, you know, the last few years, not even just COVID itself, like the last few years, we've dealt with so many different things our world has faced. And, you know, being able to recognize and speak about it and bring awareness to people, diversity, countries, all of those things, I think it's so important. And I think that the work that you're doing and, you know, the projects that you're doing and the writing that you're doing is really important because it's, yes, you're giving stories and beautiful stories, but there also, there's awareness being brought. In them too. So if people are not seeing that right away, there are those underlying information that you're sharing. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I feel like you did answer it again within that last question, uh, but what are your hopes for those that, you know, get the privilege of watching the films and stories that you create? Is it to, you know, learn more about who they are within the characters that you have on your films or finding awareness or learning more about people or areas of parts of the world that they may never have, you know, even considered learning about.
1: Right. Um, I mean, I guess in terms of uh, what I want other people to take away with it or just to learn from it, I think the very um, notion of learning comes at the very first for myself. Um, When I start making a project or, you know, on directing a project, um, I Along the way, I really learn who I am and how I deal with certain situations. And and as I do that, I hope that my characters will do that throughout the project as well. And that would be something that challenges the viewers as well. So how would you answer this question or how would you be dealing in this situation? And I guess um, what I want for them to take away comes a little bit before I even say yes to a project. And that is the subjects that I choose. I, I tend to go towards stories that are you know of demographics that we haven't heard from much or we haven't seen a lot of or we don't know really what their inner struggles are and we I would like to shed light on on those. Um, the upcoming project that I have, not the TV movie one that that's on hold for for I don't know for how much longer, but that COVID you know really got us. Um, the other project that I'm working on, it's a murder mystery. And it is about this uh, Ojibwe sergeant in this um, rural cottage community, and uh, you know it 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 is set in a completely different uh, location and a completely different demographic that we are used to seeing. You know, um, in an Ojibwe community where people are perhaps doing a very specific type of jobs and in a harsh environment, and you know these other people who come and stay during the summer times in, in, in that rural area because of the lands or because of the, the water that it has, how these two different groups are interacting and how what goes between them and what are the adversities that one faces and the other doesn't. So um and I I think that's what I really want them to take away that how would you be if you were in those situations? And did you know about this community? And did you know about um, the things that they have to deal with, and just basically to bring everybody closer together. We are all humans. We are, despite our you know background, beliefs, religions, and cultures, we are all still human at the core. But in order to be able to live in a more, um, I don't know, in a more. Uh, peaceful world we all need right to have yeah, little, yeah so we all need to have a little bit of more understanding and tolerance of each other's um, past exactly
0: no and uh, I can't wait for that because I'm all about the murder mystery type movies that's like my favorite genre so I cannot wait for this to come out and congratulations Thank you. on that Thank you. Uh, my last question for you actually is as a female writer and director and being you know Iranian of that of anything else you know that in itself we don't see that often. So for those that, you know, are really inspired and want to follow in the footsteps, like similar to yourself and get into a career similar to yours, what piece of advice could you give to them? Whether it's, you know, continuing schooling in a certain way, mentorships, internships, what is one thing that you wish you either did or wish you knew when you were younger that you can pass on to the generation younger than us?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... I think what it was for me, I wish that I knew that, you know, those things that I tried to escape from, those things that I wish that I could change in order to be able to fit better or to get others acceptance or approval better, because that was the thing that for me that would give me the sense of belonging completely wrongly, because fitting in is not creating a sense of belonging. Um, those are usually the things that actually get you on the path to discovery and to success. Um, lean into those areas, lean into the areas that you think you should change in order to be able to fit better. Um, those are the things that actually, I think, um, will get you to the path to your success. And and that's, that's just actually recently perhaps came to me. Any successful writer or director or creator or artist that I see, the more that they were more tuned in with themselves, the more they had more self-acceptance and um, perhaps leaned into the areas that they thought that they were different, make them different, or gave them adversity. Those were the things that by expressing them and by leaning into them, they were actually where a lot, you know they they came out of it very successful by telling that story or you know um, trying to change that narrative. So I think you know
0: our our struggles
1: are perhaps the things that makes us who we are and the
0: stories that we need to tell and that's exactly what it is and like you said it's you know those people that we see with the success or whatever we define success as you know whether it's we see as monetary or you know accomplishments followers on social media whatever it is you know their name in you know lights whatever you define success as there's no age number that has to be associated with that no one needs to be chasing that number or feel that that number has passed them and that is too late it's what you said. It's lean into those areas of yourself, maybe those areas that you fear of yourself because you fear that people are not going to accept you. Those are the areas that make you so unique. And that's so beautifully said. Thank Thank you you so much. I cannot wait for all these projects that you have. And for those that are listening, I encourage you, please definitely go, you know, follow your website, follow along, definitely watch the stories and the films that you have. And I hope to have you on my show again with more stories to be said. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being a part of it. And it was an honor to be able to be a guest along the other amazing guests that you had brought on your show. I mean, the honor is always mine to have all of you here. Thank you so much. For more inspiring interviews, head on over to shittingconversations.com. If you like today's show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review and follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sheeting Conversations. You can also watch episodes on YouTube. I'm Magina Paravan, and you've been listening to Sheeting Conversations. Thank you.